it's less about like not being able to write and more being scared to write because I'm scared that I'm not going to like it. Hello, my friends. Phoenix here. I just wanted to give a quick disclaimer ahead of this episode. Unfortunately, I had a bit of an audio issue and it could have been avoided with the click of one button, but I cannot turn back time. Um, essentially, Zoom did not separate our audio into two tracks, so it might sound a little bit weird at points of our conversation, but please try to ignore it if you do notice. Um, I just didn't want to re-record because my guest Daryl Ron had some really amazing things to say, so I just wanted to apologize to you and to Daryl, uh, but please do enjoy this episode with Daryl Ron. I'll just get into it. Um, for every episode, I write an intro. Oh, cool. For each guest, just so that the audience can learn a little more before we start our conversation. So I'll read that. <laughs> Sweet. So Daryl Ron is my guest today. He's a Brooklyn-based folk singer, songwriter, producer, and multi-instrumentalist. He just released his sixth full-length album called The Mend in 2022. His amazing songs have led him to perform alongside Michigander, Guster, Wild Child, and more. And he was seen most recently on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. His brand new single, The Pharmacist, is also out now. So yeah, I thought I would just mention how we met, which is um, we met in Manhattan playing a So Far Sounds show. And it was at this like, it was at like a, a CBD drink pop-up shop, right? Yeah, Recess. Recess. What a random instance, but... um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had no idea who you were, and um, I was just blown away by your songs. And I'm such a fan of you, so oh, thanks thank for you. thanks for coming on. Yes, thank you for having me. And I think that that's the only time that we've really spoke, at least in person. Yes, I think so. So yeah, that was in like 2019. Yes, that was before the big shift. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like I said, I genuinely listen to your music all the time. I think you're probably one of my favorite songwriters. Um, That's insane. <laughs> is it though? Truly, yeah, truly. I just think, I don't know, man, you're just such a good writer. Yeah, so I'm curious to to hear how you started songwriting. When was it? What were the, what was the environment? You know, what made you kind of gravitate towards writing? Yeah, um, I think it was around, I mean, pretty early on. The Well, the first thing that made me want to play guitar, and I guess songwrite too, was uh, in fifth grade. We had a um, guest speaker come in for like our whole history unit on the Dust Bowl. And what's the Dust Bowl? Like the, you know, the historical event of like uh how how should i describe it um is it like an american history thing american history i'm trying to remember the years it started in 1930 okay so it was like it was like the drought you know the southern plains okay sorry i'm i'm canadian so we didn't learn a lot of american history and i'm like i have never heard of the dust bowl <laughs> i didn't want to speak too soon because i thought i was wrong i was thinking 1800s but then i'm like that can't be right <laughs> It was definitely wrong. Um, so I didn't anyway. learn much in that unit. But um, so basically this guy came in and we we all 
we had to like learn about that through songwriting and he helped us write songs about it <laughs> and what then the we heck? performed them yeah it was like a really weird like pretty cool way to learn especially for like a just a you know normal school like it, it didn't seem like it'd be part of the curriculum but it was cool and the, and um his like acoustic guitar sounded amazing and I was just like what is that that seems like something I want to do and then um so I got a guitar from that and and I didn't really think about songwriting though after that for a couple of years and then um in eighth grade or ninth grade um I started getting into more bands and like lyric heavy music and um or I guess I just started paying attention to the lyrics more and I had a good friend Connor Benicasso still my good friend uh, in a band called Comfy and he Comfy. he and I Comfy, That's yeah, so it's a great, great band. I love that. Yeah, it's it's good stuff. Um, and we we booked a show together because we both like we're getting into the same kind of music and we were good friends. And so we booked a show at the coffee shop, and for a week, classic. Yeah, <laughs> for a week, um, in spring break, uh, of that year, we just like spent a week writing songs, like. <laughs> in that week and to perform at the show like the week before the show you just wrote a bunch of songs that week and then yeah you're like yeah we definitely have a set wow yeah, it was like the first we had ever written and we were trying to make them for this show um and then uh yeah but but playing that show it's like i wanted to be far away from the mic because i didn't want to hear i didn't want anybody to hear me sing at that point um but that's when i first started writing songs I think, and trying to actually do it. And then, yeah, over the course of high school, I just got into more and more uh, lyric heavy music and like found out like the Avid Brothers when I was a senior and mm. um, like one of their EPs. And I was like, oh, this is this is like really frank lyric writing, <laughs> like really yeah. just like all out there. And I was like, that seems cool. So I tried to do that for a while and it's just evolved from there, I guess. Right. And so in high school, that's when you started writing songs by yourself. Yeah. Like influenced. So the Avett Brothers, did you have any like primary influences back then? I mean, the Avett Brothers were a big one for me, like before I went to college. Um, and I think like I also listened to a ton of Coldplay in high school. Mm. Um, like I remember going to jazz band festivals or whatever. And on the bus, I would just listen to Coldplay the whole time. Yeah me literally i'm i'm yeah. so glad coldplay is probably one of my if not my favorite band yeah i mean they're incredible it's like a it's like a different level of it's like a spiritual experience every time you listen to them <laughs> yeah i mean i haven't kept up with them recently but and along with them though like i i liked a lot of smaller stuff too like uh guster i really liked i also loved ben queller still love ben queller ben queller and he had the, a kind of voice that i was like i could maybe sound like that <laughs> As opposed to like Chris Martin. Yeah, Chris Martin's a pretty high high bar. Wow. Okay. And so so do you remember the first song you ever wrote? Was that with your friend? Or is there one song in particular that comes to mind? Yeah, yeah. Please tell me about it. <laughs> it's not good. Um It's never good. That's the point. No, it's not gonna be good. Uh it's called Green and uh, I think I wrote it like probably a couple weeks before we booked that show. So it was like, it was already 
existing when we tried to write a bunch of like a set list mm-hmm. together. So you had one song. <laughs> so yeah, I think I, I basically had one song, maybe two. Um, and it's just like this little like chunker. But well, actually, <laughs> please, yes, please play it. The guitar parts like uh, bar chords everywhere, and then um, that and like the lyrics made no sense and. Um, was was there any sort of like overarching metaphor about green like no I think I was just <laughs> finding words you're like this is my favorite color <laughs> yeah it's like I, I forgot honestly with them it was probably like a vaguely like a breakup song mm-hmm. even though I didn't really know what that was <laughs> at 13 <laughs> yeah or at least a, you know not a real one and then um yeah, it just it it was just a I used words just to get this just to make it a song, but I don't think it really <laughs> meant anything. Um, but you know that's it's subjective. Songwriting is just whatever, you know. Yeah, and you have to you have to just write those songs that don't make any sense so that you can learn what your voice is and whether you actually want to make sense or, you know, those songs are so important. I love them. That's why I ask everyone i'm like what was your first song tell me all about it because i think it's it's like a it's like a pillar in the journey of a songwriter yeah you always remember those first ones you always remember your first one (laughs) yeah i do think it's important uh like like nowadays even i'm trying to like still access that kind of writing because Mm -hmm. now like i sometimes like catch myself getting way too um by the book so to speak or just like formulaic yeah. in my own way and i'm like well i need to like still keep in mind that part of me that isn't thinking yes because songwriting has no rules right and it shouldn't <laughs> you know and it's like so it's yeah that's something i still try to keep in mind yeah i love that i always talk about how you need to access that like fire inside of you deep inside of you that that existed when you first started writing and you didn't know what writing was Um, Mm -hmm. because I feel like once you do it for so long through experience or education it's like it it becomes yeah like a formula some sort of equation that you always kind of go back to instead of just being like oh this is cool (laughs) you know obviously there's still there's still a lot of that but um yeah so I I think when I listen to your music, like you said, um, you know, you finding music that was more lyric driven when you were younger and like finding the Avid brothers and learning that there are like very frank conversational lyrics. I think that when I listen to your stuff, that really shines through to me. Like you seem like a, you know, a heavy lyricist. Um, and to me, your lyrics are very conversational and very like to the point and like you know I was even listening to a song earlier I forget which one it was but it was like you know Abby we both know Abby or something (laughs) and I was like that's so like you know it's so random and I love it it's just like the way that it is but um so how long did it take you to develop like that voice that you have now of just like conversational writing you know hmm um well thank you for thinking i have a voice uh i think like (laughs) you literally do yeah i think um 
it took a long time to feel good about lyrics. I think probably in like 2018 or 19, I was finally starting to feel like I knew what I wanted to do. And this was like a few years after you started releasing music or? Yeah, I'd say, well, yeah, when I started releasing music way out? too early. <laughs> um, <laughs> like Me too. Yeah, <laughs> there was something in like 2012, um, like an EP that was pretty bad. Um, I love so it. I would That's say, yeah. Same. My, my years. first EP came out when I was 16 in 2012. Yeah, I mean. So it, we're on the same timeline. <laughs> a beautiful thing i think yeah so I, I guess probably a good six years into trying to release music was i like oh okay maybe this this isn't so bad mm -hmm. um <laughs> and so what what was that like what what changed do you think um i think just like i spent like so much time writing songs like i would when i first moved to new york city it was 2016 and uh, 20, yeah, 2016. And, um, I didn't really, none of my friends that I had known lived here yet. So I spent like most of my time in the mornings, like writing songs and, uh, like a lot of bad songs too. And, um, good. Yeah. And then, so I got, I think I got like, so used to just writing that it didn't like scare me anymore. It, it I didn't feel like I had to wait for, something to strike me or happen or whatever. Like I could just like sit down, like I knew I could write something. And then after a while that made it a lot easier to like, when, when there was something that I actively wanted to write about, I had more tools and like, then I started to realize like, Oh, I guess I like kind of know how to talk about this in a way that feels good to me. Mm -hmm. So it's like a cathartic. So it was like confidence just from experience. Yeah, and which repetition. I still lack, I think, like, a lot. But, like, <laughs> in this weird way I have it where it's, like, I know I can at least do something for me. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so I, I guess it's just that. Like, it just it, it was just a lot of hours, I think, like, which is not very glamorous. It was just, like, I no, had so many songs so that were bad. Yeah. How many songs do you think you've written? I don't know. Um, a lot. <laughs> like like it's probably not as crazy as i think but like probably like you know 300 or something like wow and are you the type of person that because a, a lot of songwriters i feel like struggle with like starting songs and never finishing them or maybe i'm just <laughs> maybe i'm just projecting that <laughs> <laughs> um but are are you one of those people or do you find it like easy to just because you have all those hours you can just like start and finish a song and just be okay with it you know being good or not good but just like finishing it yeah I actually I I have to finish it oh my god <laughs> I, I have like that. OCD about it oh wow I really admire that dude well it's, it's actually no I, I don't know if it's good because like like this happens to me often like it happened to me last week where it's like I stumbled on something that was like intriguing enough for me to want to work on it and then I get kind of like a little stomach ache because I'm like ah, I have to write a song now like I can't do anything until <laughs> this song is done oh no so it's a little bit like probably unhealthy but um yeah but it probably helps just with you know <laughs> having songs to release <laughs> yeah Certainly. yeah I guess yeah definitely um 
but I, I think, yeah, it, it's, I can't, if an idea sits unfinished with me, f- like for more than a day, I'll probably let it go. Really? Just like delete yeah. the voice memo, just yeah, we're like over. It's very, it's very rare that like maybe I'll be trying to write something new like months later and like part of that melody will come back like subconsciously. But I don't like it's very rare that I'll go back and be like, oh, yeah, this idea. I should work on this. Like if I didn't do it, then I'll be like, nah. wow, which is sad. I am. That's crazy. <laughs> that's I mean, <laughs> yeah, it definitely might be a little bit of OCD, but I just. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I feel like most writers that I talk to, it's like, oh, all my voice memos and notes are just like stuff that I haven't finished. And I have so many <laughs> songs, but I haven't written a bridge yet or. Oh, yeah. I mean, I actually really admire that because I need a little bit of that magic dust coming my way. I, I, magic dust OCD. It doesn't feel like magic dust. It feels like <laughs> hellfire. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm just kidding. But like, it's also like where the OCD goes further, where I have a Google Doc open at all times that has a list of like 10 to 12 songs um and i will just like manically like keep updating it and removing songs and like changing songs out and changing the order of them until it feels like good for like your next album so you always have like next album google doc yeah wow but what do you do with the other songs that you remove they mostly just die R.I.P. Yeah, like they just get replaced. Like there's always like it always starts out with like four songs. I'm like, okay, these aren't going anywhere. But these other six, I know I can do better. So like I'll just keep like stacking them on and like removing and like it's it's really it's it's um it's kind of weird. Wow. And so do you think that because you write so much music, do you think that it has some sort of connection to like your health or like mental health like is it just because there's so much volume and like you wake up and just write in the mornings like is it like part of your routine it is yeah it is part of a routine um I I I honestly can't tell I think sometimes it's really good for my mental health and I think sometimes it's also really bad Mm -hmm. um and so that's something I'm like currently for the past like couple of years, I think I've been trying to like manage it. Right. Because if I'm, if I feel like I'm on a roll or something, or I'm like loving what's happening creatively, then I'll feel really good in all aspects of my life. But when I'm in a dry spell or I'm just like kind of putting out, you know, stuff I don't believe in, uh, not, not like releasing, but just even just like coming up with stuff I don't believe in, like, um, I'll I'll be really down about it. So I think like the volume can come at a cost. Yeah. Yeah. There's like an associated pressure. Yeah. I like tie, I think I tie my like uh, self-worth to sometimes to my musical output, which really should just be like a a joyous thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Well, I think I I don't think you're the only one who struggles with that. Um, No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't. And yeah, and many things. Like, I think you can do even like people with, like, you know, a job in, like, 
even a job as like a teacher or something like yeah yeah you can tie your worth to any given day and definitely yeah and I think that when you when you become a professional songwriter or professional musician it becomes a job and then there becomes mm-hmm. you know this expectation that it needs to be a certain thing or you need to be producing a certain amount or mm-hmm. um you know and sometimes it doesn't feel good and like it's just a creative pursuit at the end of the day and that's why you need to like connect to your inner like little young songwriter self when it was just fun and you know didn't have any of that sort of pressure associated yeah i actually uh like an hour ago was just texting my friend rennie um who you'd probably like his music a lot too um but he uh we we were just like we just shared songs today that we were just like kind of messing around with that were not taken very seriously like I sent him one. I'm like, I think this is the cheesiest thing I've ever written, but it's like fun. And he sent me one that's like, yo, yeah, I was just listening to a lot of Towns Van Zant. I wrote one like him, or whatever. <laughs> and then we like text. I was like, yo, songs can be fun, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they can. <laughs> like, remember? <laughs> yeah. No, and it's nice to connect with other writers too that are kind of in the same position of like, I wrote this silly song, and like, you know, it's fun. Or, or you know, speaking to someone who's like. I feel shitty about all these songs that I don't think are good or, you know. Yeah. And there's the whole like writer's block thing or making yourself feel bad if you're not always writing. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I guess maybe you don't struggle with that. (laughs) No, no, I, I do for sure. I think, uh, I used to name it, uh, writer's block but now I'm trying to come up with a different name for it just because like it's never the right, like you can always write something, mm-hmm. but it's when like your listener, like your, you know, your, your inner listener doesn't like what you're making. So it's like, it's more of like discourage, discouragement. Is that a yeah. word? Yes. Yeah. No, I love that. I think it would probably benefit all of us to, you know change the the vocabulary of writer's block yeah well i think it gives it too much power yeah yeah Yeah. creative static sounds right does it (laughs) but yeah because it's just like i think yeah and for me personally like it's less about like not being able to write and more um kind of being scared to write because i'm scared that i'm not gonna like it yeah which is it just kind of a sinking feeling but it's not that you can't write. Yeah. Because you've wow. done it before and, you know, it's... Uh... No, I, I think that you just hit the nail on the head. Being scared to write because I don't think I'm going to like it. Yeah. And I think that the the more time that passes when, that you don't write, the more scary it gets. Because it's mm-hmm. like, you know, like you said, if you have so many hours doing it, if you wake up and write every day it's less scary because you're just always doing it and when Mm -hmm. you don't do it for you know it's a day and then it's a week and then it's a month and then it's a year of you know being (laughs) stuck creatively yeah i'm sure i've i've heard of people being stuck for a year plus and that just becomes more daunting yeah i mean that seems really scary i do think that that you know at that point you have some power to 
try to break through. But then again, I don't know. Like, I think it can probably get so serious that that you really need to take a, a step back mm-hmm. and and let yourself kind of cool off. I think maybe part of it is not taking yourself seriously. Because, you know, you know, we are professional musicians, quote unquote. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, and, I have a funny know. story about that. What is it? But <laughs> it's that I, I just filed my taxes um, like last week. And wow, on top of it. Yeah. I, I mean, I needed the return because <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to move. But um, uh, basically, like, submitted everything for music and and wrote off you know i don't write off a ton of stuff but I, but i all the like I, I spend money on mixing and and recording yeah yeah so i, I always have to mark that down and <laughs> this year they were like like okay we get it like this this happens if but TurboTax is like if you keep operating at this much of a loss <laughs> it's the irs <laughs> is gonna say it's a hobby and come after you oh, oh my gosh and it was like yeah that that makes sense so professional tbd but yeah that's why i'm like quote unquote professional and it's important to not take yourself seriously because sometimes it's not sometimes we're just silly little people with our silly silly little guitars on the silly little (laughs) stage singing about our silly little experiences and stories and feelings yeah at least that's it makes it more fun that way yes so another thing i wanted to ask you about um was your ep regulars (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah so, so i i just i want i follow you on tiktok obviously uh-huh. and i kind of just was there for the whole experience of the you know the the situation that led to that ep being recorded and released but yeah um, can you just talk a little bit about that and how it came to be <laughs> yeah um i'll start by saying that i do kind of regret it why it uh so fun that yeah i guess it was fun um but yeah it came to be because i remember distinctly just like during early pandemic days being on tiktok figuring out how to get on there to use it for music because everybody was saying that's what you have to do (laughs) and i didn't really find a way that felt good for me to be on there yet but then um i remember thinking before bed when I was like oh you know I think if I just just ask people if they wanted a song written about their name or like with their name I'll just do that and have them comment their name (laughs) which because it's kind of like how you know when the coke bottles all had you know the personalized coke bottles or like people love that and like they love being included yeah and and that's kind of what tiktok is it's like if you're not going to get people interested in what you're doing unless it has some value for them. And it's actually quite narcissistic, but you know, it's, it's human nature. Well, yeah. Like it, it's, it is. And, and you know, it's probably narcissistic to even post a video on TikTok. Yeah. It's all just, it's all just narcissism, but we love it. Right. I mean, it's like, and, and at that point I was just trying to, you know, grow whatever I had going on. And so this was like, Oh, I bet this is, you know, I, I can write songs about people. And then, so I did that and it did, go like mini viral and then there were just just so many comments of names I'm like okay well I'm just gonna keep doing these like and for me it was also nice because it was like oh if I don't have anything to write today I can at least do one of these right there's a prompt there for you yeah there's just something to do in this weird time and and people were responding eventually 
uh, it got sad because I would I would put a lot of time into some of them and then post them and then immediately people would just be like, "Where is Madeline?" or like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." What What about Jesse? And it's like, all right, like, did you <laughs> like listen to this song, one? Though? Like, did, yeah. <laughs> like did did this mean anything to you yeah. but um so so eventually i was going to try to to release an album of like 26 songs with every Holy. a name for every letter of the alphabet but it it proved to be way too oh big wow that's interesting it would have been horrible what would x have been <laughs> i think there was a like a xena or oh yeah yeah i did go to college with someone named xenia yeah yeah so that was going to be the x name interesting do you know how many songs you ended up writing or like approximately just from that one TikTok? I think it was like 40 or 50, wow. something like, I mean, they were all mini songs. It wasn't really right. like crazy, but yeah, something like that. Cause there was a, a time where I was doing three a day and then, yeah. So I was like, oh, I might as well put these out because I am spending a lot of time on them and I can record them at home. And so I just picked my four favorites and then recorded them at home and and put them out and um it it took so long that i don't think it <laughs> didn't really do very well because you need to you need to really have a quick turnaround right and so by the time i put it out everyone's like yeah that's cool <laughs> <laughs> well it's a really cool story though it was cool yeah it was just like a fun project uh mm. and and i actually did like meet some people through it that like this one girl, Lauren, who I made the song Lauren about, she's she now lives in the city and, and I think she's in college still, but she she plays music and we keep in touch and cool. and she's gigging now and it's like really cool to see and it's like, whoa, I would have never known about you if you know. Oh nice. I'm that thing and yeah, and you she should re release the well. song and have her featured on it or something. <laughs> yeah, that, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. No, I just I you know, I was just watching the whole thing transpire and I just thought it was so interesting and like like you said, it was peak pandemic. Like I, it was mm -hmm. like lockdown, right? And New York was specifically yeah. very locked down. So, um, yeah, I just you know I remember seeing the videos and being like, oh, that's a fun thing to do to like kind of stay inspired. And TikTok mm -hmm. is like a, it's a monster, but <laughs> it was a nice way for like a musician to connect with, you know, with TikTok users and you know. Like you said, people just want to feel like they're a part of something. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was fun. Yeah, ultimately it was fun, and then I stopped when it stopped being fun, and so, uh, yeah. really no, no harm That's good. from it. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. That's a good lesson to learn. Mm -hmm. Um, and another thing I wanted to ask you is, like, in terms of like, um, like we we're talking about earlier, where as songwriters we're so analytical these days and um you know we kind of it's like formulaic the way that we write especially when we find our our voice and um you know we kind of like plug these songs into a formula that feels right um but is there like a specific songwriting technique or lyric writing technique that you kind of fall back on or always use when you're writing oh interesting um not really but i think usually the songs that i end up keeping are ones where the some lyric and melody come together at the same time 
and is intriguing enough for me to follow it. Uh, but as far as once that happens, the writing process is just kind of whatever it calls for. Um, and I try not to, like, I think back in the day, I'd get really into like, okay, I, there needs to be a pre-chorus here, then a chorus, right. then a bridge. And now I'm just more like, what does the song want? And sometimes Amen. it's nothing. Like, like the one of the last songs I put out, like, has no chorus or, or bridge or even hook. Like, like mm -hmm. there's actually just like four verses or whatever in an instrumental break. And it felt so much better than a lot of the songs I've written with a chorus yeah. and, and these things. Um, so I'm just trying to be more intuitive now. But yeah, does that answer the question? Yeah, it does. I'm, it's, it's great that you're kind of listening to the songs and you know, following what you think they need instead of, you know, I, I find it very difficult to write bridges, for example. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you know? Or same. like I have sort of lyrical patterns that um, I think just subconsciously, it just always feels good to, to write in a like super conversational way. And, you know, I struggled to, to write like big picture sometimes. Um, what do you yeah, mean? Just like, I love writing verses <laughs> like I love storytelling I love you know the details like intricate details of like showing listeners and you know, just like a lot of external language and most of that like exists within a verse and then when it comes to like me trying to figure out what the song is actually about <laughs> and like what the point of the song is sometimes that's difficult for me because I'm it's sort of like um you know, it's a reflection of the way that I am naturally as a person, which is very like small picture. Yeah. Like, I'm very logistical. It's sometimes difficult for me to like see the big picture and things, but then that reflects in my songwriting as well, where I'm like, I don't want to write a chorus because <laughs> I don't know what this means or, you know, uh, writing yeah. a bridge is more difficult than like, just, I don't know. I guess I'm just like a storyteller. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's, none of that sounds like a problem. Because <laughs> well, I think, because I, I also think, um, I, I, yeah, I've been talking to a lot of friends about songs lately, but there's, I was talking to, to a friend about writing big songs and like he was, he sent me a funny text where he's like, yeah, it's like, I'm just trying to write like about everything. And I, like, <laughs> I, like, it starts out with me leaving my apartment. And then by the end of the song, I'm contemplating my death and like, all this <laughs> stuff. and, like, and, uh, just a normal day. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, I, I relate to that. And I also relate to like trying to find the big picture when, when sometimes it's like the smaller, the song, the bigger, you know, cause it's like, yeah. Like if you write about little things that actually can be way more meaningful yeah. than trying to like have this big open chorus that's like, Eh, you know I don't know <laughs> <I'm> not... <laughs> yeah and I guess it's more relatable you know everyone has the experience of like I don't know looking out the window or picking up a coffee cup or um mm -hmm. and I you know a lot of the times I feel like the big things have been said you know where it's like believe in yourself <laughs> and I'm like I don't need to <laughs> say that like yeah. I don't know oh well you know I yeah, I mean, I don't think I don't think all the big things have been said, but also I don't I don't know of a good song that 
<laughs> the chorus is believe in yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, I was just going to say, what is the song that so has believe believing. in yourself? I was thinking of the Arthur theme song. Oh, now that's a good song. <laughs> but I even think that that's the, the bridge or the pre-chorus where it says that. Believe in yourself. That song is so good, though. No, literally, I have covered it with <laughs> with Justin. Oh, I stand it's... corrected because that is one of the best yeah, songs of all time. That's true. Yeah, and most of those lyrics are very big picture. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well. So I'm learning that I might be wrong. Well, you know, we all are. We all are. Um. So I also actually for the first time this morning watched your Jimmy Fallon. Uh, oh cool the feature <laughs> which was so cool it was so cool to see that you had done that and um yeah I guess I didn't realize what it was until this morning when I watched which was like the competition of writing a song in an hour which yeah. obviously you would you know be incredible at and you ended up winning yeah well winning. you know <laughs> I will say that uh I got a much easier title <laughs> wait they gave you the title Mm-hmm. oh my gosh and it was like 2023 go to the gym for me yes um wow. so they gave so, me that one i was like oh that's hilarious then the the girls and aya they gave her stuck on a ski lift with jennifer coolidge which <laughs> like i just thought was kind of kind of rough um, yeah too specific because she's also she's amazing um and I just felt bad because I'm like, I I even watched White Lotus and I didn't even know that woman's name was Jennifer Coolidge. So like, oh I doubt a lot of the general public would even know either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, yeah, I just remember her from that Hilary Duff movie, Cinderella Story. Oh, yeah. She's she's making a comeback. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, can you just talk about the experience and how it came to be and what it was like and... Yeah, uh, it came to be, I had another friend that did it uh, probably like a half year ago. Uh, I guess they do this segment a couple times a year. And he, I think after he did it, they asked him if if he knew anybody that might be interested in doing it as well for if they do it again. I think he referred me and then they emailed me and asked if I could audition uh, so I had to do kind of the same thing where they sent me a title and I had to send them back a song in an hour over email. Oh, gotcha. To prove that you could actually do it. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, and then I did that and it was fun. And they were like, great, uh, we'll be in touch. whatever." And then, yeah, like four months later, they're like, hey, we're doing this on January 4th, which is like a couple of days away. Oh, wow. Can you do it? I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah so i just i went in and and basically i got there at noon the writers came in at like 12 30 gave me this sheet of paper with the title and they're like all right see you in an hour basically wow so it really was truly the experience of like you sitting in a room writing a song for an hour backstage at the tonight yeah show. yeah and it was wow. a very tiny room which is funny like just like a couch and a counter and a mirror and it was just like really yeah so I was a little claustrophobic but um yes I wrote it an hour and then I sent I had to send the writers the lyrics so they could you know make sure I wasn't insane and you weren't gonna say fuck (laughs) yeah basically and uh they came back they're like we love it 
verse two is a little too sad. Can you can you just like <laughs> add oh. some levity to this? Some notes. So I got some notes and I was like, you know what? That's fair. It is a little bit dark. Um, so I fixed it <laughs> and then they were like, great. And then they printed it out and then we did like a dress rehearsal and just waited until the, the show. And then cool. it was very quick. Yeah. Had you ever been on like a set like that before? No. Like a late show set? No, it was very trippy. Yeah, was it cool or was it just... No, it was extremely cool. And everybody that works there is extremely nice. And everything is just kind of... It's just a well-oiled machine. Like, everything is so quick and easy. And there were no... There was really no problem, <laughs> which That's was awesome. wild. Yeah. That's awesome. And did you notice any sort of, like, spike in, you know your audience or anything after being on the tonight show or was it um not yes that week for sure um Mm -hmm. and it was mainly i mean all all my friends and everything thought it was funny and that was fun but uh my hometown really oh yeah i bet amped up about it which which i think was funny because uh, you know, I posted it on Facebook or whatever, and and Jimmy Fallon said he loved Utica, and that really caught on. <laughs> like all these <laughs> newspapers wrote about it, all this stuff. Like it really like made the rounds, and oh, you know, so I got funny. all these shares and messages and stuff, and it just like, oh my god, like so happy. And I'm just like, <laughs> I've been doing this for like, <laughs> you know, ten years, and this is just this was like a funny thing. This wasn't even like what I'm doing. Right, but it's funny because you know that's that's the kind of thing that people can kind of rally behind. Yeah, which I'm yeah. I'm not like bitter about that at all. I just think it's like so funny that it's like oh I play shows up there all the time, <laughs> you know. Yeah, you're like I have been actively releasing music for eleven years, but <laughs> I but appreciate <laughs> this gym song is the one. It was very funny. I and you, I I must say, you were very calm and cool and collected and had a really you know strong performance oh well thank you yeah it was it was not that way on the inside <laughs> hellfire <laughs> it, yeah it was truly like i i wasn't i didn't feel totally present but it went okay so yeah i thought it was great it's a i can't imagine i you know i don't really get nervous when i perform on stage anymore but i'll be nervous in the like in the most random setting you know, mm, really, like even with this podcast, I'm like, I get really nervous at the beginning, but I can go on a theater stage and play a song and be totally fine. But it's like the most random instances. I don't know. Our yeah. psyches are, are weird. I agree, though. I mean, I, I will. I totally relate to that where mm-hmm. or even at a show now, it's like I don't get nervous to perform. I get nervous like that nobody's going to come or like, yeah. you know, like logistical like, worries how am i gonna get there where am i gonna yeah. put my coat <laughs> where am i gonna put my coat yeah totally no i <laughs> oh i can i can totally relate to that i was at a bar the other day and there was karaoke happening oh yeah and everyone was like are you gonna go up and sing and i was like absolutely not <laughs> like that's terrifying <laughs> i actually don't i don't do karaoke at but all for some reason like at you know i can totally be totally comfortable performing my own songs in front of a bunch of strangers but then it's like a karaoke song no 
Yeah, I, I'm the same way. I can't do it. I actually so scary. <laughs> avoid karaoke like the plague. Yeah, me too. Which makes and me a bummer. And then everyone is like, oh, you got to go. You're a singer. Go up and sing a song. And it's like, yeah. Also, nobody wants like a, a vocalist to show up at a karaoke bar and, you know. No. <laughs> it's not fun. <laughs> no, it's it's horrible. And Yeah. Yeah, I just don't. I also, I <laughs> karaoke like has made me realize a, how few lyrics I know. <laughs> B, how few lyrics I like. Oh, that's hilarious. I just like song, like like some of these songs, people will, like the whole room will be singing along to a song that I have never even heard. Like, I don't even know the first thing about it. And people are just like singing along. And I'm like, what is this? Like this, <laughs> I don't even think this is good. But oh, that's funny. It's like Madonna or something. Yeah, and it's like I am wrong, you know. It's like I know the song. The song is a smash, so obviously it's good. But for me, I'm just like, what? Like, I don't get this one. <laughs> a grumpy old man in the background. Yeah. Oh, well, so it. so if I do karaoke now, I will pick. I pick like the scientist, mm, and just yeah, yeah, do yeah. like the, five <laughs> the saddest song. possible song, like the saddest song that has ever been written. <laughs> <laughs> and it's and oh, it's way so longer funny. than you think. <laughs> yeah, it's so long. No, I was I was thinking about there was this one woman who was singing a like an old rock song and there was like a very long guitar solo. <laughs> she was just like like standing up there kind of like awkwardly trying to like pretend to play air guitar and I was like I hate everything about this. Yeah. Oh, anyway. Um I also wanted to ask you, do you have out of cuz you've written like 300 or so songs or whatever <laughs> is there it's a difficult question but is there a song in particular that is like a, a favorite of yours and why um or like is there a you know one of your favorite songs to play live yeah for sure um it's not out <laughs> oh <laughs> but, but i guess i could do one that's out if you'd prefer well maybe both okay um yeah the, the one that is not out is called nothing ever happens and it is my favorite to play i think yeah i think it's just my favorite song that i've written um just because it didn't like i don't know where it came from but um it feels like everything i wanted to write um amazing yeah which is like it felt like i can't do it again like like emotionally or just like it just feels like a good everything song. like something about it was like everything connected and i was like oh man that's like that doesn't happen a lot um i love that yeah i just like it because it's like every verse ends with nothing ever happens the way i imagine it will um it's true and it starts out being like 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 first verse is like me being scared that a plane's gonna crash next one's like me being worried about people that don't answer their phone because i think they died um Next one is like, I thought I was going to be like way more successful <laughs> by 25. And then the last verse is like, I thought I'd end up alone. And then I didn't because I found someone. And so it's like, it Aww. ends up being like a good, you know, like it's like, oh, I didn't want the song to be negative. I wanted it to be kind of funny. Happy ending. Yeah. And it's like a happy ending in a way that didn't feel like, the, like I was proud of how it was came out because it didn't feel cheesy or um, forced. I love that. Shows that you know, it can be happy or sad or positive or negative when it's like something doesn't happen the way you think it will. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that, that 
is how like that's the best way that I can describe life <laughs> yeah it's like absolutely like nothing has gone the way I thought it would and that's great and that's bad <laughs> and <laughs> it's gonna be fine like um it just won't go the way you think and uh so I I really like that song but um as far as songs that are out um that's hard I don't like them no um <laughs> I think that I don't like any <laughs> Honestly, I think it's one of the the first song I put out this year is called Angels Bowling. And mm-hmm. I think that's the song I, I think I mentioned earlier that has no chorus or hook or anything. Um, mm-hmm. But it feels like it also kind of just feels like it came from somewhere that I I don't know how to access. Um, that's amazing. So I think that one, it's not like, a you know, I don't think it's that profound of a song or anything. It's just like. No, it's cool, though. I like that song. And. I like the um like the metaphor of angels bowling because it's thunder, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I've just never thought of that before. Oh, really? I didn't even think of that. My parents used to tell me that, and I think it's like, I think it's kind of common. Yeah. To, uh, a common thing, idiom or something, but um, yeah, That's just great. like <laughs> yeah. So I think that one it's and that one's like such a small song. Like the, all the action in that song takes place over like five minutes or something. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's like, I don't know, it felt weird. And I like weird now. Yeah, sometimes those are the best songs. Um, that's a good one. My personal favorite is Old Flame. I oh, don't know wow. if it's just because like, it was one of the first songs of yours that I listened to, but I swear I li- like, there was one year where I just listened to that song like on repeat. Oh, that's <laughs> I awesome. Just was like, I don't know, I know every single lyric to that song. And I don't know, that's it's so just cool. there's something about it that's just so vibey. Thank you. That's that one's so fun. I don't even sing that one live because it's so hard to sing. But um, yeah, the course is pretty high, I guess. It got yeah, like it was like the oh, last no. year that I could do. <laughs> yeah. But what's funny about that song is that uh, we recorded it a little bit slower, and ended up speeding it up in production. So oh, it's a little bit out of key. <laughs> oh really? It's like in F sharp, but it's it's like twenty five cents sharp. I feel like I. I seem to remember trying to like play along to that song and having that experience now that you just mentioned that because I remember being like I want to cover this song and then I was like what the heck is going on here (laughs) yeah I'm so sorry it's oh don't apologize no I I I love things like that when you like tune like Justin will sometimes tune his guitar to like E flat or something and Mm -hmm. I don't know stuff like that is it's fun fun production things yeah um so i'll just ask you my last questions um it's like a two-parter the first one is what songwriting advice would you give to your past self and what songwriting advice would you like to give to your future self whoa songwriting advice to my past self um I think I'd say like color outside the lines. Mm. Like I think that I spent so many years trying to write perfect songs and and that was kind of a good exercise but now I listen to stuff and I'm just like what man like that's not what it is. Like that's not yeah. human. That's not like why songs are good. Um and now your favorite is the weirdest one. 
Yeah. And it's like that one, it's like, I didn't, I actively was like, do not overthink this, like write what it is and then, you know, change a word if it's, if it sucks. But mm-hmm. so I think, yeah, like I, w- I would spend so long trying to be like perfect. Uh, and that's not even the songs I like. So that's what I'd give to my past self. Yeah. I think perfect can sometimes be boring <laughs> to be frank. <laughs> Yeah, you know? it, it it's incredibly boring and and like it's kind of see through and it's like it yeah. kind of is like breaking the fourth wall a little bit in yeah. a bad way, mm-hmm. <laughs> where it's like I'm a songwriter and <laughs> this isn't fun. Um, I also like how your answer to that question was a metaphor. Like <laughs> it's a very songwriter of you. Color outside the lines. Horrible. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. But yeah, I mean that's that's what I'd say. My future self, um, I hope he's all right. Um, I think he will be. I think yeah. Like, what would I say? Um, I hope, I hope he's all right. <laughs> oh, I hope I he's that. here. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I think I might just say the same thing. Like, or. Um, I think maybe I'd also say like let like let more people in maybe mm. um cuz I think I still have a tendency to be pretty protective of my songs as if it's going to be the last one ever mm-hmm. and I think that it'd be helpful to write more with others or yeah just collaborate more in some sense and trust that it's going to be a good experience. Yeah. Because there's going to be more songs. And like, if you have to be, if you have to hold on to one for just you like that, there'll always be that chance. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I totally relate to that. I'm really protective as well. Um, mm-hmm. Like I just recently worked with a producer for the first time ever. And I was like, Oh, this oh, is really? nice. Yeah. <laughs> have you just been self producing the whole time? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's, that's great though. I mean, it is and it isn't, you know, it's contributed to my perfectionism, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I would, I just, I'm so protective and he was such a great person to collaborate with and just really challenged me and I mm-hmm. hated it, <laughs> but then I was like, I see what you're doing. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. this is good. Um, yeah, but, and, and just in, that's also good advice in life. <laughs> let people, let more people in. Oh you know? yeah, I mean that's that's also yeah, it's more of a personal <laughs> goal than musical. <laughs> but you know, it's it 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 can relate to both. Mm-hmm. Um cuz I think that the more you know, when you build a team around you, there's less pressure um that you have to put on yourself to do everything and be everything. Mm-hmm. So I agree with that. I think that's great advice. Yeah. Yeah, there's no need like nobody you know, when a song is really good also, you don't like yeah, I'll look at who wrote it just because I'm curious, but I don't scoff at the at the artist because there's like three writers. I'm just like, oh wow, they really did it, you know? Like Yeah, they wrote the song. Yeah, it's like it, the song is you know, that should be the only thing that you're worried about. Yeah, totally. So um awesome. Well, it was so 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 nice talking to you. Um, how can people support you? Where can they find you and what's the best way to support you? Um, (laughs) best way to support, I think just, I mean, 
yeah just listening i guess and you know if they i hope they like what they hear i mean it's everywhere so yeah i think it's really just i mean yeah if you if you ever keep up on socials and see a show and you want to come to show that's probably the most fun way to support and definitely um but yeah literally any type is is fine with me (laughs) love it yeah thank you so much for coming on thank you for having me this is great